Hello, and welcome to the More Than Moves podcast, where we explore all the different things that we can do together as an elders quorum beyond helping people move. I'm here with Brandon Smith, and I am excited to get to know him a little bit better. Shout out to Brandon as a longtime home teacher of mine when my kids were little, and a very diligent one at that. So Brandon, not everyone though in the quorum knows you. You spend a lot of time with the young men these days. And so for people who haven't had a chance to meet you, maybe you can just briefly introduce yourself. Yeah, it's true. I do spend time with the young men. I'm um, one of the pre-scorm advisors along with Richard Blake. And it's a super fun calling, uh, but I don't get a chance to see everybody else in the elders quorum. So uh, happy to talk a little bit about myself. Uh, We uh, have lived in the area for about 14 years. And my wife, Jamie, and I have six kids, Easton, who is 12, Bennett, who is 10, Avery, who is eight, Julia, who's almost six. Uh, And then we had twins about two years ago, um, right as the pandemic was breaking, Uh, Madeline and Lillian. And so, yeah, they just turned two. So we have six kids. We have a full house. Uh, I grew up in Sonora, California, which is about 100 miles east of here. And it's a really small town, uh, but there are some fun things to do, uh, some outdoor activities. And Jamie grew up in Seattle. We met at BYU, um, as is often the case. And this month we'll have been married for 17 years, and we love living here. Uh, You mentioned that you have the six kids, and your kids are a little younger than mine are now. But uh, one of the things that I always wanted to do when my kids were little is try and stage a parent Olympics where like the events would be, you know, like carrying a kid in one arm and like five grocery bags in the other or, you know, like things like that. And so if you were in a parent Olympics, what would be your gold medal event? (laughs) That's a really good question. And I've candidly, Greg, never pondered that. So um, I don't know that I have a really good answer. Uh, The twins make things really challenging. I think carrying as many kids as possible at the same time might be my gold medal event. I don't know. I'd have to think more about that. That's a good question. What's the max kids that you've carried at one time? Uh, I think three, maybe. Three of the younger ones, not the older ones. The older ones, my back would would be thrown out. But Uh, yeah, the younger ones I can handle. All right. And when you're not carrying three kids around... What kind of stuff do you do for fun? Or is that even a thing when you have, you know, young kids at home? Yeah. In preparing for this, you know, I did think, man, what are my hobbies? What do I do besides spending time with these kids? Uh, They do suck up a lot of time. Uh, And it's a lot of fun. Some things that I like to do uh, as a family, we do like to travel. We haven't done a lot of traveling these last two years, but we do enjoy traveling. I love sports. Uh, I played soccer throughout most of my life up until a couple of years ago. I played um, even as an adult in the Palo Alto uh, Adult Soccer League and then started getting injured a lot and so had to hang that up as I kind of rounded the corner to 40. I like attending sports games, sports events. That's a lot of fun. I like, uh, in fact, I kind of like to commingle those two. If I could do, if I could have totally free time and do anything, I think I'd spend time doing sports travel. Um, I've done a little bit of that. So... I like to attend uh, sporting events in different cities um, outside of the Bay Area. So we've done a few of those things. I like to do more of it. We haven't had a lot of time to do it the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, that's that's something we like to do. I don't know that I'd put this in the fun category, but you did a hard thing recently. 
So oh, yeah. you can tell us a little bit more about that. My profession, I'm a financial advisor. Um, I do wealth management for individuals. And uh, recently I had, <laughs> well, a couple of, uh, just over a year ago I turned 40 and I had not a midlife crisis, but I really thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do differently in my life? And, and just discussing with my wife, you know, what are some things that we might do differently? I decided to do uh, an additional designation. It's called the CFP designation. Most people do that when they're earlier on in their career. I'm 15, 16 years in. And in fact, in discussing this with my boss, he flat out said, why would you do this? You don't need to do this. I don't have clients that are asking for this designation. But I just decided this would be a good idea. So I think it's a good idea to do hard things from time to time. So it's a year-long process. You spend nine months uh, doing coursework, and then the last three months is a really intense review where you're spending pretty much every waking moment outside of work studying for the test. So it took a long time. Uh, the last three months were really brutal, really for the family, not just for me, but really for the family. It was a big sacrifice for everybody. Saturdays were, taking up, were taken up, and uh, any time after putting the kids to bed, I was studying. And so it was a slog, but I'm glad I did it and took the test. It's been about four weeks ago. Results aren't released for about six weeks. So we don't know yet if I've actually climbed the full mountain and passed the exam, but we'll, we'll find out shortly and I felt pretty good about it. So uh, it was a good experience. It was tough. Uh, I asked myself many times as I went through this, why exactly am I doing this? What, what is the point? I don't need this. Um, it's taking a lot of time. Uh, what's the point? And I think I came to the conclusion that, uh, like you said, it's good to do hard things. And I think it's good for my kids to watch me do something challenging or watch, watch their dad <laughs> do something hard, climb his mountain. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, I, in looking back, I think that was the main reason why I did it. And uh, hopefully there will be something else that will be revealed as, as far as why I did it. But if nothing else, it was good to have my kids see something that I did that was hard. And once you were done with all the studying and, you know, time on the weekends and things like that, uh, what kinds of things have filled that time at this point since taking the test? Mm. So the first thing I did, admittedly, was after finding about, out about this podcast, I did binge listen to uh, the first however many episodes had been released by that point. So I don't know, there was maybe six or seven. Uh, coming away from that, I felt really badly about myself. Everybody's <laughs> so highly motivated and so interesting, but no. Um, I did that, and then uh, I picked up a, a, some books I haven't finished. I read The Psychology of Money. It's funny, I don't get away from my job that much. Even, even after hours, I'm still looking at things related to finance, and in this case, um, yeah, the book's called Psychology of Money. It's a good read. I totally recommend it for anybody, whether you're inside or outside of finance. Uh, and then I picked up another book, and that one is called The Opposite of Spoiled. Uh, by Ron Lieber, uh, New York Times, uh, Wall Street Journal columnist. And uh, it has to do with raising kids and money. So I guess everything comes back to kids and finance and everything's kind of revolving around the same things here. But it's a good read. I'm about halfway through it. So I do like picking up these types of books. You'll never see me pick up The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, which my wife and kids have begged me to do. They've all read it multiple times. I won't touch it. So you'll never see me pick up anything. Um, unless it's nonfiction, social science books, finance books, biographies I like. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. And how did you get interested in 
finance originally? Is this something that when you were growing up, you kind of always knew that you were going to do? Or is it an interest that kind of developed later in life? Yeah, interesting. That's a good question. Um, when I was, I actually did a, in California, um, I graduated high school in 1999, and we were required to do a senior exit project. And I chose to do a project related to investments. Um, my dad has always had a finance background, and so it was just something interesting to me. And um, yeah, I spent time with uh, a financial advisor and kind of dipped my toe into the investment world and read a book. It was called The Motley Fool. Um, today it's a column. Anyway, this is a long time ago. So uh, yeah, from a pretty early age, I had a strong interest in investments. And uh, yeah, I guess that was the start of it. And if you had just one piece of financial advice for people <laughs> in the quorum, is is there one thing? I'm, I know it's all very client-specific sure. and things like that, but generally speaking, is, is there a particular blind spot or area of advice that you tend to give people as they're maybe thinking about their financial situation? I tell everybody, if you, I tell most clients, look, if you, everybody's interested in reducing risk uh, in whatever way that they can. And I tell everybody, if you want to reduce risk, just lengthen your time horizon, which means uh, look at things from a long-term perspective, regardless of whatever asset class you're invested in, whether it's uh, private capital or public markets or real estate, whatever the case may be. I tell everybody, lengthen your time horizon and you're going to naturally reduce uh, the possibility for loss. So simple, but um, timeless advice. I know you probably don't have that much private time, if you will, with, with Jamie, where it's just the two of you, but what kinds of things do you guys enjoy doing as a couple? Raising our children? Uh <laughs> Uh, we, uh, we just, we have fun talking with each other. Jamie's my best friend, no doubt about it. Um, she's the best spouse. Uh, we just like talking with each other. So anytime that we have together, we can chat up a storm. At, at BYU, there was a, a story about us coming up, I don't know, the apartment steps or something, and you could hear us chatting for, you know, hundreds of feet away. So we really have a fun time just talking with one another. I know that's a it's kind of a simplistic answer. We, I mentioned travel. We like to, oh, I'll tell you, we really get it. Both she and I, I think we're both kind of cheapskates. We love a good deal. We really do love a good deal. So we get a kick out of traveling for a very uh, low price, whether it's in a plane or a car or a boat or whatever the case may be. So we've done a, quite a bit of what I would call travel hacking, I guess is the term. Um, it's become more popular lately, but we like to accumulate points and spend them in different places. We've taken some fun trips together. I guess a lot of this happened before kids, or before six kids for that matter. But um, yeah, we really get a thrill out of traveling either for free or really on the cheap. Nice. And do you have any you know kind of bucket list type places that you really want to go either with the kids or down the line when they're out of the house? I think we'd like to go back to Europe. We haven't been for a long time. It's too difficult to go with kids, or at least we're too chicken to do it. So our two trips every year are no longer than either a five-hour flight or a five-hour drive. We can't, we can't handle more than that. Uh, so yeah, I think it would be fun to go back to Europe with the kids. Um, we haven't been for a number of years since we've had kids. In fact, actually, we did take Easton, our oldest, to London and Paris when he was like 18 months. After that, we um, shockingly, we never went back. Uh, so it was too hard. But yeah, going back to Europe, I think, would be a lot of fun. Any particular spots in Europe that you'd, that you'd want to see? or mm, Probably Italy. We've never been to Italy. So I don't know what Jamie would say, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll say Italy. 
And what kind of stuff do you guys enjoy doing with the kids? So most of our time, free time, I think, is spent um, attending their sporting events. So our older boys play the traditional sports through the season. So they play soccer in the fall and basketball in the winter and baseball in the spring. So right now we're in, in the middle of baseball season. Our two older girls are involved in uh, ballet. N- nothing wild and crazy, just local um, ballet Troops, is that what you call them? I guess I should know. Jamie would know. She has a dance major, by the way, so she she would really, she's the expert there. So we spent a lot of time attending those events. And last Saturday, went to a Giants game um, with the kids. That was a lot of fun for free, by the way. Um, again, we get the thrill out of going on somebody else's dime or um, however we can get free tickets. Other activities that we like to do with the kids simple bike rides. Sometimes we go along the Stevens Creek Trail with the kids for as long as they can go. Well, Brandon, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you sitting down and, and spending the time to talk. And so it sounds like if people want to talk to you about nonfiction books, particularly about money or finance, you know, definitely go tap uh, Brandon on the shoulder about that. Uh, travel, finding good deals in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, your guy there. And if we do have a parent Olympics, I think... <laughs> You're definitely my uh, number one contender for multiple gold medals in that one. So stay tuned. Thanks, Brandon. Awesome. Thanks, Greg.